Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. Yesterday I had cataract surgery. I had this eye, and if you don't know what cataract surgery is, they go in and they cut your lens out of your eye and put an artificial lens in. And um, so that was normal, but uh, as I'm being prepped, uh, my anesthesiologist comes in to tell me what she's going to do. And she's about, I would say, a 32-year-old um, young lady, attractive young lady. And uh, we engage in a conversation. And if you get into to a conversation with me, eventually it's going to go to the stock market. And she shared with me that uh, she had spent... Uh, number of extra years being uh, educated so that she could work in trauma and she was very very busy and uh, she had two children and they were trying to adopt another but recently um, they bought a house so they took all of their money out of the stock market and put the down payment on the house and they've left their money out of the stock market because they're anticipating a market crash. And I said to her, why are you anticipating a market crash? And she said, well, our, our national debt is just way out of line and, and um, the stock market is way overvalued. And I said, okay, um, what is our national debt? She said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what was it in 1977? Do you have any idea? She said, no, I have no idea. I said, well, it was uh, $500 million, and today it's $28 trillion. I said, yeah, our national debt is way out of line. And she said, yeah, that all has to be paid back. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, well, it, it has to be paid back. I said, well, if you incurred it, it certainly would have to be paid back because you're going to die. But our nation is not going to die, and our nation's debt is not out of line with other nations. So there is no reason it has to be paid back. And remember, I just told you that it was, in fact, $500 million in 1977, and it's $28 trillion now. So there's no, there's no move to pay it back. And she said, well, yeah, but stocks are way overvalued. And I ask, relative to what? What are they what are they overvalued relative to? You know, I say as I said, if you've got money and you're going to in, and you need to invest it to keep ahead of inflation, which isn't much, where are you going to invest it? You've got it in cash. Maybe you have it in a CD and you're getting less than maybe 1.5% for it, but inflation is 5%, so you're losing money. So relative to what? is the stock market overvalued? And, and, I, and I gave her, she said, well, to other stocks. I said, what other stocks? The, the, the SPACs that, that came out this last couple of years, uh, is that what it's relative to? Or real estate or, or, or maybe Bitcoin? Is it, is it overvalued relative to Bitcoin? Bitcoin doesn't produce any profits. Uh, real estate, there, yeah, it's, it's going up, but Stocks produce profits, which produce increased prices, in some cases, dividends. And I said, or maybe you're talking about uh, BP's six, $69 million piece of digital art, that, you know, that um, NFT. Is that what you're saying it's overvalued to? And she said, I don't know. I said, I know. 
And I know you don't know, and I don't know either, because I don't think it's overvalued. And I don't think it's going down anytime soon. And she said, why do you say that? I said, well, why do you think there's going to be a crash? Well, there has been in the past, she said. She said, there's been a crash, uh, uh, the dot-com bubble, and, and then, then the real estate crash. And I said, yeah, that's, those are true. Um, but what caused the, the dot-com bubble? And she said, well, over, overvalued stocks. I said, yeah, um, irrational exuberance over the Internet and stocks that weren't making any money and really didn't have any moat built around them. Yeah, and then the real estate crash. That was back in 07, and, it, it, and the market didn't recover for about five, six years. That was, that was not an over-exuberance. Well, it was on the part of real estate people who could, who could borrow money for nothing and chicks for free. No, that was something else. Uh, no, it was... It was basically bank fraud. Uh, banks creating investments that uh, didn't, didn't hold water. And then when, when, um, when, the, when, when the banks started going bankrupt, the market crashed. Had nothing to do with national debt. So I left her to some, I said, go home and talk to your husband about it. And, um, and, and consider maybe getting back into the market. And I said, in fact, look at what's happening in your industry. She said, you mean um, uh, uh, anesthetics? And I said, no. Do you know what CRISPR is? She said, yeah, I know what CRISPR is. I said, look into it. Learn more about that. Learn more about what's happening in your industry. So that was my experience yesterday. And, and I want to explore it a little bit further because I don't think she's alone. I think there's a lot of you who believe there's going to be a market crash, and there is no question there will be a market crash. But I think what's more important is what's going to cause it, and how long is it going to last, and where do you want to be when it happens? And that's what I want to talk about in this video and future videos. You know, um, we're in a we're in a in a game with um, uh, playing against the professionals. And as investors. And so we need to understand the game we're playing. I first of all have to tell you I'm not your financial advisor. And let me get this disclosure out of the way so we can get down to when is this crash going to happen, if it's going to happen, and where do I want to be when it happens. So I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Carrie Griegmeier. Let's look at history. Let's look at history and say, give, see if it give us, gives us a clue. I had said that uh, our debt has increased substantially. I think I mentioned that it was at 500 million in 77 and it's up to 28 uh, trillion. Let's look at a chart that shows, that maps the Dow against the, um, the, the our, our national debt, accumulation of national debt. And I think what you're going to see here in this chart was back in 72, 77, somewhere in that range, Nixon took us off the gold standard. 
What that basically meant, we never had to have, we no longer had to have gold at Fort Knox to back up our currency. That it was only backed up by the good faith in the United States government. And you can see what happened from that point on. Uh, we went from that 500 million, which took us roughly 200 years to accumulate, and very rapidly we went up. Here's, here's in fact, a chart uh, that I created uh, uh, that shows the uh, introduction of the Internet um, and then the, uh, the, the Internet revolution and we saw that in 2000, we had $4 trillion worth of debt. And then the dot-com bubble burst, and um, we saw a dip, a strong dip in the market. And then we went up to 2008. And what the government did to get us out of that dot-com bubble was print another $4 trillion. Now, it took us 200 years to get to four, but it took us about eight years to get to $8 trillion. Well, as, as we did that, we, we basically pushed interest rates down, we, we created some uh, crazy debt instruments, and we told everybody, Bill Clinton said, everybody should have two homes. And um, we went out and bought our second home, and we did some. We, we learned how to uh, flip homes and create rental property. And then uh, we learned uh, as Lehman Brothers filed bankruptcy that this was all a sham and, um, and, and our market dropped again. And it, it dropped and, and really didn't get back up till uh, its past highs. You see there, it, the, 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 the two highs. It didn't get back up to that until somewhere, oh, I guess around uh, 20, 2012. And then we had social media and we had the internet really start to push. And then look at what happened at the debt. In order to get out of that debt crisis of uh, 2008, over the next 10 years, we printed $1 trillion each year. So our debt went up to $18 trillion. Look what's happening. That that red and 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 green line is the the uh, the S and P 500. Look what happened as our debt went up, and uh, then we got to uh, 2020, and we had the coronavirus, and 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 we continued on our pace from. Um, from 2008 through 2020 to print a trillion dollars a year. So at 2020, we were up to 20 trillion. And then the coronavirus came. And then the relief packages came. And we, we printed in one year, one year, our debt went up $8 trillion in one year. Where did that money go? Where did it go? It has to land somewhere. Well, look at what happened to the S&P 500. It ran right with it. Let's in fact look at a chart where we lay the S&P 500, or in this case, the Dow, against the national debt. And you can see uh, they mirror each other. So my question to you is, when are they going to stop printing money? And if and when they do, then we'll see a market crash. Well, what's happening in Washington as we speak? Uh, they're talking about printing some more money. 
to build our infrastructure, to rebuild our supply chain, to take care of the damages done by the coronavirus. So they're arguing about it. Yes, they're arguing about it. And there's some people who doubt that we will be able to get another $3 trillion. And that's what you want to be watching. When that happens, and when the Fed speak changes, thus that, hey, we're going to stop holding these interest rates down, and we're going to stop buying securities to prop up the market, then you need to look and say, is that the canary in the coal mine? Is that what's going to cost the crash? Now, I just watched a, a piece on by an investor that I highly respect, and he said this could go on for another 10 years. I tend to agree with him because I think there's some other things that are coming into play, and that is technological uh, disruption. Our world is changing. Our world has to change. Our, our forests are burning. Our, ice, our icebergs are melting. Our storms are getting outrageous. And we have a pandemic that's not over yet. We have recognized over the last two years that we are extremely vulnerable to disease, to, to pandemics. And if you watch 60 Minutes, you saw this last Sunday, you saw a rerun of a piece they did last April where they introduced the head of DARPA. DARPA is the government's end of the military's end of science. And they basically said, we are giving scientists millions of dollars to create the ultimate vaccine. And we are using genome sequencing to find these vaccines. Well, if you watch my channel since last November, I've been talking about genome sequencing and genome editing and what these guys were talking about. That we were going to take disease and viruses out of our world and we were going to do that through a healthcare revolution. We were going to change healthcare where we didn't treat diseases we cured diseases, much as we, we cured polio. We, took, we extracted it. The next step, though, is we're going to extract it from our bloodline. And that will be done, again, through genome sequencing and genome therapy. So do I see a crash while this is going on? No, because DARPA's the government's throwing a lot of money at it. And even if you don't see it in a bill passed through Congress, they're doing it. They're going to find the money. Did we just, did we just eliminate three, a trillion dollars worth of money going to Afghanistan? Yeah. Where do you think that money's gonna go? Why do you think Joe thought it was so important to get out and get out now? because he needed that money somewhere else. He needed it for the healthcare revolution. He needed it for global warming. He needed it for cybersecurity. He needed that money. It was more important over here than over there. Watch what's happening around you and interpret it. If you, if you were in a situation where you needed money for healthcare to keep your family alive, as opposed to waging war on your neighbors, where would you, 
where would you spend your money? This is real world. Just interpret what is happening. Three trillion dollars or a trillion dollars a year just came off the budget because we came out of Afghanistan. Where is that money going to go? Joe's been very clear on it. So you be clear on it. We've also got climate change to deal with. We've got, we've got advancements in electric vehicles. Uh, we've got our supply chain to take care of. We can't be vulnerable like we were in March of 2020. It can't happen. So is there a crash? Yeah, there'll be a crash. Is it anytime soon? Not to my way of thinking, but that's all this is. This is just Kerry's way of thinking. Kerry was a retired financial advisor. Uh, we talked about diversification and estate planning and let's just don't run out of money. Well, I've changed. My, my attitude is, I, sure, I don't want to run out of money, but equally as important, I want to make money. I want to participate in the change that is going to revolutionize the world that I live in, that is going to take disease out of my body, that is going to take carbon out of our atmosphere, that is going to replace those $200,000 worth of depreciating assets that I have in my garage that I got to spend another $10,000 a year to maintain, insure, and keep safe out of my life. It's coming out of my life. This is change. This is revolution. Will we have a stock market crash when everything is getting better? When we're correcting the mistakes of the past? I don't think so. So to that young anesthesiologist who came in to tell me what she was going to do to make my life comfortable as they were cutting on my eye, I hope I was able to educate her as to the opportunity that laid in front of her and her money did not belong in the bank. It belonged in the profession that she was a part of that she knew more about than I did. She knew what CRISPR was, and she knew what the potential of it was, but it never crossed her mind to invest in it. How can that be? How can things be so obvious that we don't see them? I don't know. I see it. I'm going to participate in it. I'm going to be there when they say, Carrie, come get your genome sequenced. Then we've got a therapy to take cancer out of your body. And oh, by the way, before your granddaughter and her husband at some time conceive, have them come on down and we'll take the disease out of their egg and their sperm and in three generations, there will be no such thing as cancer. It'll be a memory, heart disease, Alzheimer's. It'll be a memory. Do you remember back when kids used to get polio? Do you remember back when? Yeah, that's what's in front of us. 
Is there a crash involved in it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure part of it will crash, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not worried about it, at least not for the next three years. Okay, that that's my my adventure. It's interesting, though. though I, I have noticed the world is much brighter out of this eye than this eye. There's a if, if you know anything about cameras, this is a this is an F4, and this is about an F18. Um, I'm, I can't wait until they come together. All right, that's my life in um, in investing, and I hope you gain some knowledge from it, or at least I cause you to think a little bit about it. And I'll be talking to you again soon.